his test But I'm on the verge of something That I think is gonna last Wanna be friend that considered this radio is on if not tell them now happy happy sunday good people i am your girl misunderstood you are tuned in to consider this radio only on webr radio fairfax i hope you guys have enjoyed your weekend and hopefully well prayerfully you did something outside of yourself this week for someone else today we have the man the myth the legend kamani freeman is in the building and he's a little tight because i'm in fairfax we're going to talk about that when we come back we're also talking about a couple of topics that are in the news right now for dc one of which is your neighbors issuing you parking tickets i swear to god i don't want to have to punch nobody in the face so we're gonna have to talk to bowser about that and much much more don't you go anywhere the number here is 703-560-8255 again that number is 703-560-8255 and we're going to get started with one of my newest wale songs that i fell in love with was gemini only on consider this radio Yo, something out of a fairy tale The fairest of them all, but you scary still What I've never seen before is this composure you possess Poise getting coins, but you know that you the shit Though you always on the fence with me Gemini woman to switch up the vibe with you Don't try holding her hand, she probably high five But nigga try figure you out, but you kinda tricky Ironic, you like attention, but hide your feelings Ha, I'm a Virgo with trust that you was in high that Mercury's fucking with you and I think the purposely flirting with you isn't working I'm searching to find your person you deserve in my pride, pride, my Gemini 
Now is you mine or a mirage? A Gemini's the only sign with double sides. So if she give it to me now, we'll be a Manon. One queen, two sides, one me. Usai, yeah, old time, you a old vibe. We can both shine, Gemini. Yeah, one queen, two sides, one me. Usai, yeah, old time, you a old vibe. We can both shine, my Gemini. Fears and smile at all of your friends Suppress whatever troubles you Cause you bothered with this I guess some other time I can try and make it legit But I am chasing a twin That would rather chase a career If it's love I respect you as just Can't accept what you say When you don't say what you does And I ain't saying Or do I care who is there when I'm not I'm just saying I truly care how you carry your heart Shine baby you are Spontaneous smart Easily get bored Frequent changes the bomb My emotional no man Of course she be going bad So why would I toe to toe if I know it's a toe tag Just know that Horoscopes is horror scenes to me Believe what you seeing is bound to be in your dreams My social butterfly she don't empathize for the weak If she and I one of two I must humble the one of three One queen Two sides One me Usaya, old time, you a old vibe. We can both shine, Gemini. Yeah, one queen, two sides, one me. Usaya, old time, you a old vibe. We can both shine, my Gemini. Right, one queen, two sides, one me. Usaya, old time, you a old vibe. We can both shine, Gemini. Dad, I need your help asking Jessica to roam. Of course. Love is like the ocean. You have to tread the Oh, waters. Dad, that's not the kind of help I needed. Hey, Jessica. I, um, will you go to prom with me? Yes. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care can't wait to share their first with you. Hello, hello. This is Africa been singing and I tuned in to consider this, consider that. <laughs> Hey guys, we are back again. Happy, happy Sunday. I am your girl, Misunderstood. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. And if you are like a Washingtonian in itself, this man needs no technical introduction because everyone you have either shared space with him or know Hell exactly yeah. who he is we have Mr. Kamon Freeman Get of right. many, many, many things. The I mean, where do we start? It seems like it's nothing that you haven't done. We can run down some of your accolades. I ain't uh, made no money. I yeah, haven't done that. But that's good. You're still <laughs> healthy. Everything. You know what I tell yeah. somebody? Time is I'm more 49. than money. I'm 49. I just look good. Yeah. Vampires. Yeah. Black don't cry. I'm OG. Okay. OG status. Everything. Black Love Festival. We have the... Oh, you took it back to Black Love? Yeah, we got to okay. go to the beginning. It's your bio. <laughs> yeah, the Black Love put me on. Black Love put me on. The co-founder of We um, We Act Radio. You also play a part in Life Beats and Words. So how did you get started, period? Like, in this journey, 
Um, growing up in the city, what made you? What put you to the arts? I um went Cliff diving in Jamaica, and I jumped off a hundred foot cliff and um, hit the water with my eyes wide open, and I had to have um, laser eye surgery as a result of that. And ever since then, I haven't been I haven't been the same. I mean, I, you know, when you when you when you face your fears, you know, uh, Eleanor um, Roosevelt said this: the greatest Floridas ever. She said, when you face your fears, you gain courage and, ins- and insight into anything. You know, you get more strength by facing your fears. And I think a lot of us, if we want to be honest with ourselves, are just scared. Sure. You know, we don't want to step outside our comfort zone. We think that we're going to make it to the next level from where we're sitting. That we, it's not going to, you know, require any transition. And uh, that's not that's not the process. You know, Jay-Z slept on people's couches. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm like people don't understand that, you know, Puffy uh, snuck on Amtrak trains and hid in the bathroom. I mean, you know, we want to get into, the, you know, you have to step outside your comfort zone. You don't just go from A to Z. Uh, and so I think that what people need to understand is that the first thing I did as a, a large-scale independent pro- project was the Black Love. And the Black Love Festival Music Portion Information, we started it on um, the first anniversary of Tupac's assassination, September 13, 1987. And out of doing that, I didn't make any money doing that. I wasn't asked to do that. I didn't get a grant to do that. I didn't get, uh, you know, sanctioned to do that. But out of that event brought me the resources that ultimately set off a series of events. I met my business partner by doing the Black Love Festival. See, if so, people want to wait until they got a sponsor. They don't want to wait till they got a grant. They hmm. want to wait till, you know, opportunity knocks on their door. And you have to create your opportunities. Mm-hmm. You know, we self-made. We to break the chain, break the cycle, stop the BS generation. So what I've always tried to ins- uh, do is inspire people. And when we lost Nipsey Hussle, uh, bless him soul, and the marathon continues, you know, he said the greatest uh, act of humanity is inspiration. Yep. And that, that that's it right there. If you look around your circle, and you're not inspired, you do not have a circle of friends, you have a, uh, a cage. This is Nipsey Hussle, you know? And we have to, you know, we have to wrestle with these things. And uh, and we can't take everybody with us. Uh, we can't save everybody. Uh, oftentimes, our friends and family may not be the ones that's providing a support system if they are great and wonderful, uh, but you can't depend on that. You have to believe in yourself more than you believe in anything else. You have to believe in yourself more than you believe in God, is my position. You know, people get offended by that, but that's just how I feel. I don't know how you're going to believe in God more than you believe in yourself. You ain't never talked to God. And if you have, they got a place for you. (laughs) Um, But, you know, you're in complete control of you. Mm -hmm. This is your God-given talents and attributes. And you're going to doubt that? You're going to doubt your abilities? You're going to get that from the world. Let the the world do its job. The world's going to give you enough discouragement. We need to make sure that we focus on the encouragement. And so I don't know if that answers your question, but that's my secret power. My secret power is I, I have an unbreakable faith in myself. Mm-hmm. And um, it took a long time to get that. And before your incident um, in Jamaica, were you still a part of the arts? I know the heaviest part. I started as a poet. You know, okay. well, the first thing I did, if you want to go all the way back, you know, shout out to my man Chuck, Chuck from Uptown. And, um, you know, my first artistic endeavor was dancing. I was dancing, you know. Okay. Like, we, we went to Apollo dancing. We was doing, like, Scoop and Scrap Love of Big Daddy Kane dancing, you know. <laughs> and we went all the way to Apollo. And um, we would have won if it weren't for them damn kids. It's hard to beat the kids. You know, the kids singing. Yeah. Know, we thought we killed it. You know, the kids came out there and we ah, go, had to go home. Right. And um, Big Daddy Kane and Biz Markie, uh, excuse me, not Big Daddy Kane, 
Uh, but Bismarck, he was backstage, and he said, you know, keep, you know, don't stop just because you, you know, you didn't win. And I'm like, that was dope. You know what right. I'm saying? Bismarck, he just gave us a shot. Like, don't, don't stop just because you Especially during that time because he was popping. Yeah, so Biz, always like, nice. Biz was big. He was mm-hmm. real big. So it was kind of like, you know, and I never forgot that. Shout out to Bismarcky. And out of all of your projects that you've done this far, which one is um, is closest to home to you? The um, My first play, um, Prison Poetry, because that's the one that convinced me that I could do this, that mm-hmm. I could write, I could tell the stories. Uh, <clears throat> you know, I started as a poet in terms of the first thing I was started writing. And um, Bar None uh, was the longest running open mic on U Street. Mm-hmm. And I really developed mm-hmm. my, my, my skills um, there. You know, in terms of, you know, like, speaking in front of a crowd, conveying your thoughts. Um, you know, my whole thing was try to get as much information I could possibly squeeze into a presentation. But the prison poetry, that was um, three men for three different generations in a holding cell for one night. Uh, it won the Larry Neal Award from DC Commission on Humanities, um, primarily because of this little Jewish lady who didn't want to let it go, you know? And when I say won the Larry Neal Award, I mean barely won. Right. I mean, it was like, I was tied for third place, you know okay. what I'm saying? And but uh, she wouldn't, she wouldn't let it go, you know. And she went, and when we went to the war ceremony, she said, you know, I want you to know, I voted for you for second place. <laughs> yeah, and I said, oh, wonderful. She said, and um, and you know, I um, I was able to do an opening night at Lincoln Theater. I sold 941 tickets to that show. People think to this day I sold it out. I didn't really sell it out. I only sold 941. Uh, and it, it fits 1,100, and I gave 100 tickets away. Uh-huh. So that was like, so I'm about 50, I'm 59 people short <laughs> of a full house. Right. You know, I just, you know, full disclosure. But that is when I realized I can do it. You know, that I put my, you know, I had to put my nuts on the table for that one, and that, and, and it, it panned out. But if, real quick, I got to tell this story. Uh, when, I, when that little George lady, who is the reason why I got that reward and was the reason why I was able to um, um, have that, belief that I could do this because uh, unfortunately we have to have somebody believe in ourselves before we can believe in, our, in ourselves that's sometimes. true and I want people to, to to supersede that you know don't wait for acknowledgement don't wait for the um, the, the, the the notoriety but she told me uh, actually her husband uh, she introduced me to her husband and her husband said what do you want to do with this play young man I said I don't know you know I want to get on stage and try to you know keep working and try to do some films he said okay well I wanted you to know something and he said that during the um, the Great Depression, the five heads of the movie studios, I can't repeat this verbatim, but you'll get the gist. The five heads of the movie studios had to meet because it's the, it's the freaking depression. People are jumping out the window. Mm-hmm. Or what, white people jumping out the windows, you know. Uh, black people been broke the whole time, so they wasn't tripping. But <laughs> um, he said that they all met and had to decide how they was going to survive this economic crisis that was affecting all of them. Okay, these are competitors now. Mm-hmm. So they say, "Look, MGM, you do the westerns. Paramount, you do the the, um, the musicals. So and so, you do the gangster movies. So and so, you know, they they shared the market right for all of them to survive. Okay, and that lasted well into World War II. And you go back and look at the movies to find out which you know which, which genre was assigned to what studio. Now, if they can do that, why we can't work together? Well, that's always been my question. I mean, from the beginning of time, you know, it's 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 rumored that, you know, seven families run America across the board, right? Whether it's yeah. 
in all genres and all areas is the seven families. So I always have that question as, as well is why are we not able to do the same thing? When you think we about Jewish able. communities, <laughs> their money circulate within their community, what, six times before it leaves out of the community? Probably more than that. Yeah. So it's almost like it's it can be done because other cultures do it. Well, but we gotta I, get I, it was, together. I was we used to do that. You know, there was several black Wall Streets and most of them was destroyed. You know, and we got to we got to be real about this. You know, we were we have done this, you know, but we've been taught not to do it because it benefits other communities. Correct. It benefits other uh, and our money goes out and we don't see the value. Just like this production, right? It's five actors and a DJ. You know, when we did the Hamilton, which is a well-known white establishment, people was like, oh, you at the Hamilton. Oh, my God. Got to come. So we had a great turnout for the Hamilton. Now we at the Arc Theater in East of the River. I'm like, East of the River, Mississippi Avenue. I'm like, I didn't have to tell them, well, you know, the Washington Ballet is there. Mm-hmm. You know, Levine School of Music is there. Right. You know, and they're like, oh, really? It's more, I had to justify the white institutions to see the validity and the value. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that we still, and when we still compare ourselves to white people. Right. I don't compare myself to white people as a measurement. White people are not the measurement, you know what I'm saying, of, of you know, of us. I don't and do I agree that. too. I think it should be our ancestors, right? Because we hold a lot of weight in regards to the creation of this country and not to mention the things that have been taken from us, math, science, religion, all come from, you know, Africa and our descendants. So it's almost like we need to use our own selves as measurement or your ancestors, your parents. But we do need to get out of looking to others to tell us who we are. You know, look at Michael Jackson. You know, the fact of the matter is the whiter Michael Jackson got, the bigger he got. I mean, that's just the reality. The bigger, the lighter he got, the bigger he got, you know. And I'm encouraged that we got artists today like Beyonce. I'm in the Beehive. Shout out to B. Shout out to B. Shout out to B. (laughs) And... She is the she is the first time I've seen a pop a, a black artist reach pop status, and then get blacker, mm-hmm. like for, for real. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody got a problem with Beyonce? We need, they need to stop tripping. Yeah, like you, bow down, bitch. I mean, I'm excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you know, like you you, you got to recognize that. You know what I'm saying? I hope I don't um you know get you in trouble for that. Yeah. But <laughs> the thing the thing is is that with Beyonce, I had so many of our so people I respect. Saying that when she did the 50-yard um, um, Super Bowl Black Panther Party joint, it was like she's disrespecting the, the principles of the Black Panther Party with her little mini skirt on and and misrepresenting what we about. Them women were fine in the Black I Panther had, I had to go back and pull <laughs> up a picture of Kathleen Cleaver in a mini skirt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, come on. Come, tell yeah. them. Tell them. They don't, they don't tell know. We're in, we in the studio. We got Vanita Goodman here. She's one of the star actresses for the production of uh, Night Michael Jackson Died. She's been with me since the beginning. I want to thank her. You know, she ain't doing it for the money. But, um, you know, we how quickly we forget. We got to stop judging each other. We got to support each other and go hard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. When we come back, we're definitely going to get into the production of um, The Night Michael Jackson Died. But I also want to get you to chime in really quickly. Event Bright Michael Jackson. Event Bright Michael Jackson. Event Bright Michael Jackson right now. That's right. (laughs) Before my my auntie and her church uh, buy up all the tickets and you're going to be short. And then we'll come back. I'm going to be charging white people prices and you're going to be mad. Well, yeah. And it's also mad. doing the um, Black Theater um, Black Theater Week is this week. This or what is, is it the, called? This is the uh, DC Black Theater Festival. Yeah, is uh, Theater. it kicked off June twenty first? It runs it runs until July seventh, and we're proud to be a part of it. This is my second. Um, this is my third actually. Oh wow! I just realized this is my third production with them. I've done three plays with them. 
Um, I, I've done all three of my plays with them. Mm. You know, I've done all three of my plays with the DC Black Theater Festival, and uh, I'm honored to be returning. So I'm glad for um, them to have the, the wisdom and the vision to um, continue this. And that's a lot of great productions going to be. Yeah. Y'all you know, need to go check out DC Black Theater Festival. All right, we'll be right back right after this. For them, see, me know the man, be but friend, me fee and me. Yo, I first me see people around me so plenty, but me fuck it now empty, me needs fee so long. Them no life, we see the use them healthy and wealthy. So before them help with them belt with them bentry, got to use some senty and them be a medsy. Build up mama house and buy the bench, them and bentry. Same way, so me see the enemy a protest. Oh, and him could come the closest. No, I can feel still I do the most less. I want me to put in the work and trust the process. But me trust in a judge because him no best. Me body deals them when me close less. Man, I pre progress, work hard, no rest. Till I be your sweat, clear the wheel, make sister. Coffee come in like a rupture. And everybody get captured. Play a sleep up like a helicopter. When them see the lyrics contractor. Coffee come in like a rupture. And everybody get captured. When them see the lyrical doctor Tell them to give me no limits No, them say coffee but you are all me this Girl, but when me speak lyrics Me don't fidget with it, show did it Call with it, let me go dig it, bro Give her the mic and give her four minutes Yeah, and just listen while she flow lyrics Yeah, coffee and the coffee, me said no gimmick She a pro with it, treat the rhythm like she grow with it Watch ya Me too profound, kill them with the words and with the pronouns When me come around, lift up the whole town Anyone me show up is a show down Pain town, pick me, pick up the whole town. Somebody quick, give her the gold crown. Full of beer, diamond, and gold stone. See ya! Coffee come in like a rupture. Yeah. And everybody get captured. Yeah. Place me up like a helicopter. Ah. When them see the lyrics and chapter. Yeah. Coffee come in like a rupture. Yeah. And everybody get captured. Yeah. Place me up like a helicopter. When them see the Coffee full of punch like a boxer. Lyrics are give them lock jaw. Chopping like a oxer. Yeah, my baby. Give them some alacta. Coffee. Coffee. Spanish drums finest. Yes, sir. Follow at Consider This on all social media platforms. And while you're at it, like our Facebook page. Do. 
All right, guys, we are back. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. And uh, Vanita, she got a notebook. I'm going to find out what that's about when we start talking about the play. I'm like, she over here taking notes. Um, but she is going to chime in on some of the topics that's floating around D.C., one of which that I don't understand um, how they think trouble isn't going to happen. They're getting ready to start allowing neighbors, residents, everyday people to start writing people tickets. How do you guys feel about that? Like, would you? What are you talking about? Tickets on your car, um, if you're parked in the wrong space. They're going to deputize parking enforcement. Not even deputizing it. It's just going to be an online, according to the article, let me pull it back up. But according to the article, it's just going to be like an online system where you're able to give someone else a ticket. And they're definitely targeting the residential areas due to, you know, like the U Streets, 14th, Adams Morgan, Getting ready to be Anacostia soon. I mean, busboys and poets take up parking space as well. But when you're in those areas where businesses are are and people can't get in, they're allowing, they're getting ready to allow people to write you a ticket. I don't think that would end well for me because I don't want nobody writing me a ticket so on my gonna car. Have, you're gonna have Not all these, you're gonna have um fuck Becky uh, writing everybody tickets then. Exactly. I mean, look what they did with the go-go, you know, went as far as the neighbor having an issue about that. that I want to thank them for that because they, they gave birth to Don't Mute DC and we've been rocking ever since. Oh, wanna yeah, for thank sure. Them. I want to thank them. And guess who's going to be on the BET Awards? EU will be performing tonight on the e, um, on the BET Awards. Is so, that right? Yeah, uh, Taraji got Bay. them to, um, to come out and cover that. So that's going to be dope in itself. And sometimes I, I agree with you in that where you have to have some form of tragedy to wake people up. So I think Trump woke people up. Yeah. I think the um, the Don't Mute DC thing kind of woke people up. But Vanetta, how would you feel if you came outside and your neighbor was just... Becky was writing you a ticket. Yeah, how would you feel about that? Um, Y'all gonna get Becky well, messed up? Well, I, I think I it's think just so. creating a space. It's <laughs> gonna create a lot of uh, more civil unrest in DC. You yeah, know, bring it on. We already have issues now. Um, but also, shout out to Lance, who's at the BET Awards. He's also in our production. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. DJ Lance Reynolds. Yeah, congratulations to everybody that's out and in And shout LA out to Sugar Bear. Um, Sugar Bear was a big supporter um, of uh, us at React Radio and the Shawnee's Milton Community Bookstore. He did two uh, performances for us uh, for free. He, he sponsored, paid for it out of his pocket, performed for us to bring attention to the literacy crisis and ultimately was able to open our, um, the second, only the second bookstore east of the river in 25 years mm-hmm. uh, because of um, EU and Sugar Bear, who deserves the key to the city. Um, yeah, I don't know what's taking so long. Yeah, he's, you know, come on. Now. Sugar Bear is like the, you know, he's like the heir apparent to um, uh, Chuck Brown, you know. Uh, who was our go-go, you know, um, 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 you know, Leader, humanitarian of GoGo, ambassador, GoGo ambassador right now. You can argue EU, but I think, uh, I mean, you can argue uh, Rare Essence, but I think EU um, uh, got Essence beat on the first to um, get the, um, you know, the. the, With the the notoriety. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, they definitely was first because Essence didn't necessarily cross over. Because even Salt and Pepper said that EU were one of the ones that got them to start playing the Go Go in the bands. JJ Fad had a couple of songs at that time. So I agree. I think they definitely, he definitely needs the key to the city. And we got to start celebrating our people while they are here instead of waiting until they are gone. Okay. So Sugar Bay, he's a good dude too. Hopefully when they come back, you know, they may have something in the works in regards to that. All so right, so we had BT Award. I'm going to have to um, put that out there tonight. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch it at first, but now I'm gonna, hopefully I'll watch it. Got the go-go with, with the show, so. Yeah. <laughs> How do y'all feel about the budget cuts? So, come on, I know you have a son. Does he go to public school, charter school, monastery? Uh, I'm an advocate for public schools. Uh, unfortunately, 
Um, I'm not a fan of um, a lot of the choices I had in public school for uh, elementary. He would be going to public school uh, for high school. But, you know, he's at um, um, uh, a Montessori school. Mm -hmm. um, gives him more choices, and I, I like the style of Montessori. Uh, but in terms of budget cuts, you know, I say it like this. Uh, a budget is a moral document. Right. A budget is a moral document. And they always seem to have money for the uh, for war, but never for the poor. And that's just what they're guiding us. And we need to be involved in every process because gentrification is public policy is a result of public policy without public input. Yeah. And so we need to put some more uh, about two cents in here to uh, make sure that these people who are supposed to be representatives of us, who actually represent the power that be, are actually uh, held accountable to us. And I think that we should do more. Yeah, I definitely did too. Vanita, do you have any children or families in public school? Because what they're doing is, and this is ridiculous, 17 out of 20 public schools facing budget cuts in next next year for 2020 is in Ward 7 and Ward 8 only. So there's only three schools in the opposite wards that will be facing these budget cuts um, throughout. And I just find it ridiculous that, I mean, if you think about public school in those two areas, there are not that many left anyway. Almost everything has turned into a charter school anyway. So the very few that are still considered public schools, it's like, how can you take funding from the last, the handful of schools that are left? So would anybody in your family be affected by that? I'll, I actually work in a school. I'm at Baltimore School for the Arts. It's uh, well, Some of our alums are Tupac Shakur, mm -hmm. Jada Pinkett. We have a theater named after uh, Tupac. We also uh, have a lot of, we're a public school. We're the number one public school in Baltimore City. So uh, I, I feel for the schools because I've worked in DC public schools as well as Baltimore public schools. Um, and I see the shift that's going on. I see it really as an economic shift uh, as far as the administration. People need jobs, and they're going to go to where the money is. With a living wage. Mm-hmm. And they're going to stay there. Yeah. And, and, but they're creating systems in order for them to maintain their jobs in order to retire. Uh, I don't think really this, the young people especially are, are being taken into consideration, and education has been... It's a, uh, a heavy it's topic a, for a while. And it's ridiculous. And I think um, for the most part, all of my daughter's life, I've been able to finagle the fact of me being able to be home and to do pop-ups. I was popping up up until 12th grade, okay? So okay. I've always been able to do that. And even with me being as flexible as I was and as active as I was, my daughter was still left behind wow. with me being that active. Like, I sued the schools and everything. Good. So, um... It's just, it's, it's unfortunate because at the end of the day, this lump, this group of people will be running the, our areas, you know, as we are fading out. And for them not to be what able mean, to read. What do you mean fading out? Pass away. Oh. Like, like, <laughs> we going, like, it was like, what a minute. Yeah. Fading out as regards. But don't you believe that you should be passing the torch to the, to the group after you, or at least at this very age? Like, while we're still young and vibrant, we should be teaching them. So when it is time for us to phase out, they can they have enough education, enough training to take over. And if they can't read, that's an issue. Like, an article two years ago stated that 64% of 8th graders, I mean, 12th graders that graduated from high school in D.C. read on an 8th grade level. Well, that's because, again, the administration is just trying to keep their jobs. They're yeah. not concerned about the young people. Yep, and I think that that's an issue. It's a pipeline to prison. Yep. Know, yeah, that, it's, it, really, it really plays to... 
the greater powers, whoever that is or whoever you see that to be. You know, people are not concerned about the young people. I say it all the time. And, yeah. Uh, it's a whole, like, you can do a 12-hour episode on that. And this is why we're doing stage readings, because we're promoting literacy. Yeah. The Shawnee's Milton Community Bookstore is a supporter of this. And, and, and the fact that we had to create our own bookstore. There was no bookstores east of the river for over 25 years. Mm-hmm. And they do prison population ba- um, uh, projections based upon third-grade reading schools. Yep. So when you are um, uh, reading below level at third grade, they have projected where you're going to be. Yep. And this is this is not by uh, uh, accident or happenstance. This is by design. And we need to recognize this. You know, that's why we, we are here doing what we got to do. You know, we have to promote reading. We have to promote literacy. Uh, and once I saw Howard Zinn do a People Speak, uh, on stage and how these great actors reading these excerpts from his wonderful books of uh, uh, people history of the United States of America I realized that you can have dramatic readings that be successful and bring people together and they listen mm-hmm. and that's what I love about these stage readings because that is literacy yeah that is literacy it's like oh you still on script you know, that script is beautiful you know until we get it up on his feet in a full production but it's listen. literacy it's advocacy self advocacy is efficacy it's all of these uh, wonderful key words that can help communities grow but help the young people give them economic opportunities as well with writing with production with costuming Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a beautiful thing that I uh, enjoy about the arts working at an arts institution working with fellow artists is that uh, I get to learn in the process Um, I get to learn and I get to share the fact that Kimon was even open to uh, listening to what I suggested for his productions. Mm -hmm. And I know other people he has worked with as well. You know, it's uh, it's a good thing. And also, I am a a heavy supporter as well uh, for homeschooling. Oh, yeah. That's another uh, topic I think that should be um, discussed and uh, explored in the black and brown community more specifically because you can homeschool at night. You can also homeschool at different, you don't have to have a degree in order to homeschool your children. Well, yeah, and not only that, DC does offer a a homeschooling program, which is free. They give you a laptop. Your curriculum is on there if you opt to have your child to be homeschooled. And one of the dope things about it is I know a lady that she does a group of homeschooling. So instead of the kids just being there with their parents all day, she does like multiple kids in the neighborhood and she homeschool multiple children wow. therefore they're not just tied into with their with their parents all the time and they get some social aspect of being able to interact with people too because I know a lot of the times people fall short in that with how do you respond to people if you just with your parents all day so it's definitely a um a long conversation in regards to answers about that. But I did wanted to throw in before we get ready to talk about the night Michael Jackson died is that the only thing that they're not cutting is security costs. Got so how about war, that? But can't feed the poor. Yep. So they're going to keep security in the schools, but they're cutting everything out. So but, and, and that's food think, for thought I, in itself. I think, I think we should not have police in, in schools. Sure, sure. And we should not have police in schools. We should have, you know, you can have your little um, uh, metal detectives and your security guy, but you should not have police. You should not be arrested in school. Like, you get in a fight in school. It's supposed to be just that. It was a fight. You go to the principal office. You go to detention. It's, it shouldn't be calling the police. You know, because you're already creating uh, a prison record for these young people. And, and I think that's completely wrong. Uh, but I want to say that uh, I want to shout out uh, United Black Fund, uh, who has donated 20 tickets uh, to the night Michael Jackson died. Uh, five actors in the DJ, June 25th, 7 p.m. at the York Theater. And I want to donate those 
tickets to young people. So anyone, I think the material is PG-13. So anybody that has a young person, um, bring it with you. The young person would be allowed free into this production. All right, courtesy of United Black Fund. And also my friends, uh, China uh, Dickerson and uh, Cynthia uh, Lopez Dixon. China Dickerson and Cynthia Lopez Dixon. And the United Black Fund, my man um, um, Barry Lenore from the United Black Fund for their donations to make sure that young people was afforded the opportunity to be part of this uh, uh, galvanizing uh, literary expose. <laughs> and as we speak of young people again, I'm a heavy advocate for them. I had a wonderful friend, mentor, and uh, creative genius, uh, Clayton LaBeouf, who suggested that we pay the young people Co-welfa. to go to school. Coeltha, thank you. Uh, Coeltha, Clayton Co-welfa. LaBeouf who suggested that we pay our young people to go to school. It's, it's an interesting topic. It may be controversial for some. But um, historically, you know, we would have the savings, uh, little placards or cards that the young people would put their quarters in and learn how and learn uh, economic and, and um literacy you know so that idea i'm not sure how much you should pay that's for another time and space if you'd like to discuss that with me you certainly can hit me up and other like-minded people but i see working in the public school systems um, some of my students would not come to class or don't see the value of even an education a formal education a formal education because they have things to do they have bills to pay already all right, guys. Oh, go ahead. No, and 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 a lot of times the curriculum and the material that's being covered is not reflecting of of their reality. You yeah. Know, you know, really. It never and we is. Need to, we, it needs to be more uh, uh, um, uh, inclusive. We need to tell our own stories, and uh, I'm sad to say that a lot of the curriculum is still uh, a white a white watched version of history. They're still teaching Columbus discovered America. Right. They're still teaching that. Right. You know, still teaching that uh, there's seven continents when Europe is not a continent. Go get a map. There's no distinction between Europe and Asia, but they'll tell you that Europe is a continent. Don't believe your lying eyes, you know. So that's what we're doing. We're challenging that. You know, we need to have a trans- transformational educational system and not a conformity, uh, conforming uh, educational system. Yeah, I definitely agree. And it's it's a def it's definitely a heavy topic. But when I ended up suing my daughter's school, the private school she went to did pay them. So when they went in the summer, ah. they didn't do it through the what year. But you, can you talk about what school? <clears throat> no. Okay. <laughs> but you won? Yeah. Not money. Not money. Because you know in DC, technically when you sue schools, they don't allow you to um receive financial money. So all they do is send you to private school. You get like different tutoring services and stuff like that, but you don't get any financial money. I know a DC gain. teacher, he's he um when Michelle <laughs> Reed was out here, you know, kicking ass, taking names, um, he was he lost his job and, and they found out he sued the city and um he, he won his case. Yeah. And he's getting back pay from like twenty years. So he's he's Oh no, I didn't work there. I was, no, I'm saying, oh, but, okay, you know, yeah. this guy, he's getting money because he, he sued the school, but he was a teacher. It's, uh, um, you know, it's, uh, it was a, uh, what do you call it, a union issue. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Washington's Teachers Union. They're doing great work, Washington's Teachers Union. Yeah, for sure. So but they paid the students, though. Yeah, during the summer. So um, because summer wasn't an option. You had to go in the summer. It wasn't yeah. like you could opt in or opt oh, out. Oh, wow. I got interns have in my any... studio tomorrow. Some of you from employment program man bears some of you from employment program starts tomorrow oh yeah. yeah so they had to go and they just got money so instead of doing the SYEP they got paid for going to school so it did work because I mean they wanted that check 
Speaking of checks, I'm not yes. getting a check to do the Man Bear Summit from Employment Program this year. I'm not getting a check to do the program this year. But because I am a result of that program, I'm still going to take a couple of interns. I'm sorry I'm not going to be able to take all of them like I normally would. Um, I'm only going to take a handful. Did you apply? Or you didn't apply this year? Yeah, I had a buffer for that. You know, you know, I had a buffer for that, you know, because, uh, but, you know, they sent us a funky email. It wasn't just me. It's like about five of us. Mm. Um, the con- we lost the contract. Mm. You know, and with no explanation. Yeah. You know. That's because I was deprogramming kids. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, they don't like that. No, they don't like that. Like They don't like that at uh, all. I'm going to do a, but I'm still going to, in spite of that, I'm going to do a couple. I'm yeah. Do a couple. I'm going to do a handful. Well, that's dope. We're Maybe gonna... I bring them to the to play. Yeah. Was you going to say something, Anita? No. Okay. <laughs> so we'll be right back right after this. Don't you guys go anywhere. We will be talking all about the night or asking where were you the night that Michael Jackson where died? Where were you the night Michael Jackson died? Hello, this is Teresa Black Diamond Jackson, CEO of Girls Rule the World. Check us out on Consider This. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look back. Looking back. Old school us to new school fools. Listen up close while I take it back. Consider This Radio.
over 110, I had a stroke. This is what high blood pressure looks like. You might not feel its symptoms, but the results from a stroke are far from invisible or silent. If you've come off your treatment plan, get back on it or talk with your doctor to create an exercise, diet, and medication plan that works for you. Go to loweryourhbp.org. If I would have followed a treatment plan, I would not be in this situation. Want to learn more about our guest? A minute with misunderstood is next on Consider This Radio. All right, guys, we are back. You are tuned in to Consider This Radio only on WEBR Radio Fairfax. I I tell you, we just had a jam session going on right now. So um, I wrote an article about when you fell in love with hip-hop, but... Vanita just asked me about what was my musical upbringing as a child. And I think, as I say offline, I think more importantly, when my my mom passed away early and so my aunt... Condolences. Thank you. It was... I'm a hip-hop head. Like, I just straight up love hip-hop, right? So I don't think I was just that connected to Michael Jackson. Like, of course, he got dope songs, you know... Um, you Are Not Alone, the one he did with um, Naomi Campbell. Like, I loved all his videos. All his videos were dope. But I didn't have that dy- that dynamic um, that most people have. And I just say I'm not like that with Beyonce either. Like, I don't have rural people, like, people that I'm just like, ah, you know. But share with us who you did listen to. You you mentioned. Um, well, yeah. My, so my mom, if, if you're thinking about the 80s era, mm-hmm. 90s, I think my mom was more or less like Gerald LaVert. I, was he? Or were they with the group by then? I think she really loved that Casanova song, but I think that was when he first went solo. Yeah. So it was like late 90s, and you got them and a lot of reggae and stuff like that that was floating along. And then when I was able to choose my own music, hip-hop was always my first, and then I still love reggae. I love Afrobeats, love all of that kind of stuff. And even some pop stuff, too. So, But Michael Jackson is dope. I'm not denying. It's no argument. He is the king right now. So I'm not disputing y'all. I just didn't have that connection. But you all did. So we're going to talk about that now. So did half the planet. Half the planet. I'm just a weirdo. I'm a weirdo. Just like I said with the whole Beyonce thing. Like Beyonce has dope songs, but I could, you know, I don't care. So I did not care until I saw her do the Black Panther joint at the Super Bowl. That's yeah. I, and then, 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 you know. The lemonade came out, and then she just started. She got blacker. Yeah. Like, I like, oh, and then when they start coming forward, I'm like, nah, nah. I really got to stand up for my sister. Right. So, nah, so if y'all seen the hashtag, it says MJ, but of course we are talking about Michael Jackson, the one and only. Okay, of the Jackson Five, some of his notoriety. There's only one MJ. Jordan don't count. 
Well, what about Magic Johnson? Because you know Jay it's says only one it's, MJ. they say it's Johnson three MJ. It's only one MJ. All right, I'm gonna let you have that then. It's only one they need MJ. To change, they need to change their joint. <laughs> change it up. They need to change their joint. All right, we'll take that. So in 1982, um, Thriller, the song, okay, because I know we all be thinking about the short movie too. It was one of the longest running number one studio albums. Um, in '87, at uh, Bad at Top Five, reigned on the Billboard charts as Biggest well. Biggest selling album in history of the world. Bad, yep. And then, I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on up until I think it says here like 2009 was probably like one of his last biggest selling things. But one thing that I want to talk about is my experience with the play and then I want to know how you did it. So I was originally under the impression that it was going to be like just a regular play, right? But then when, you know, like, like with acting, a like a regular play, right? I don't do regular stuff. Exactly. And I don't either. So I thought it was dope because I'm I weirdo. was like. I'm a weirdo like yeah, you. I'm definitely a weirdo and I'm okay with that. <laughs> But when I came in, I loved the fact that you had the DJ. I thought that was dope because you always got to keep people engaged. Anytime I do large events, I always have music because that's how you're going to get them there and then yeah. spill the message in at yes. another time, right? Yes. So then throughout the DJ, you had acting scenes, but you also had people reading actually from the play, which I thought was amazing. So I thought the play was dope. Um, it wasn't too long. It wasn't, it was straight to the point, but it still had underlying tones, especially with, um, I don't know if that was Juvenita or one of the characters that had issues with like men or something like that. She was a little promiscuous. Oh, that is our friend Angus Lee. Okay, Angus. That's a character's sister. Right. So I just thought it was dope that even though the premise was Michael Jackson, you still have all of these layers. Because I think in life, that's what it is, right? Like, I'm Nakia, misunderstood, whatever you want to call me. But there are more layers to it that adds up to exactly who I am. So, come on, how did you come about even writing this? Like, what was your inspiration by writing it? Well, you know, uh, I had the opportunity to travel to Cuba with um, the, um, what was that, uh, this, the Cuban delegation sponsored by Cold Pink, this uh, women's anti-war group. Uh, shout out to uh, Medea Benjamin, my little dragon hero. She gets dragged out. Um, she's the one that, like, interrupts uh, all kinds of press conferences <laughs> with big people. She's the one that would be drug out, kicking and screaming, telling the truth. Yeah. Like, you lie! Yeah. <laughs> And uh, so she took me to Cuba. Uh, I, was, I went to Cuba before um, the uh, Miro Bowser. I went to Cuba before um, Barack Obama. I went to Cuba before uh, Trump tried to um, re-implement re the, um, the travel ban. And folks, you still can go to Cuba. You can fly out of Canada. You can fly out of Mexico. Everyone in the world can go to Cuba. But you want to tell me you're in a free country, but you can't go. Right. Uh, so I went to Cuba. And that was 2008, right? Uh, when did I go to Cuba? No, I went to Cuba uh, 20. 2014, 2014, okay. 2014, 2013, somewhere around there. And I, I, I was amazed. I mean, the, Cuba has a 100% literacy, okay? The largest event in Cuba is a book festival. You know what I'm saying? You know, like 200,000 people go out to a book festival. You understand? Like, can you imagine a Super Bowl uh, uh, size um, book festival? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the, there's, you know, the crime is almost non-existent. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was asking the guy, like, yo, so when the last time someone got killed? He said, you cool? You killed? You remember last summer the guy got stabbed? Mm -hmm. I was like, last summer? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was February. It was mm -hmm. like, last summer? Like, in the here, um, it's last night. Yeah. This morning. Three of them. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so when people want to, um, uh, you know, downgrade Cuba and this socialism doesn't work, 
you're speaking from a space of ignorance because you do not know. You know, anyone has been there would tell you there's mm-hmm. no homelessness. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's a poor country because it's been destitute um, um, and, and isolated because of an embargo, mm-hmm. you know. And I just want to put that out there. Michael Jackson had a song, They Don't Care About Us. And, and also, furthermore, Cuba is like majority black. Right. Everyone there looks black. Right. You know, and so that's that's a lot of untruths. And so I wanted to, to tell that story. And I was trying to figure out how can I tell that story. And then I was in, um, I was, you know, um, uh, I had always wanted to tell the story of the night Michael Jackson died when I was in Miami. I was in Miami. I was in a room full of celebrities. Uh, I was the only joker in that room. And I saw all of them, and it was announced that Michael Jackson died in that space. And so I saw all these celebrities come down a peg or two because nobody was bigger than Mike. Mm-hmm. And I came up because I was in that room. So we were seeing each other on an eye-to-eye type situation. I'm talking to Kathy Hughes like, what? Mm-hmm. You know? And Eric LaSalle said to me that night, he was drunk. And that's why I always remember that, you know, a sober man uh, thoughts is a, a drunk man's words. Yeah, for sure. And he said that they killed Michael Jackson. Yeah. The, the, the talk in the industry was that they kept him drugged up and uh, uh, they was trying to take, you know, uh, his assets from him. And that was the assets including uh, the, the the publishing rights to Elvis, mm-hmm. Beatles, what have you. And if anyone that wants to still talk about kids and Michael Jackson, look at the timeline of his allegations. And then look at the timeline when he stopped just singing and dancing and started exerting his will as a business person. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a correlation between the two. I ain't going to tell you what and it is. You go look that up begin and, and see it for yourself. So it is what it is, you know. But one thing I was going to say was definitely during the tour, because you know they have the like video clips backstage he didn't want to do that tour at all this you even it. have you even have a video of him being like F it you know like right. I don't want to do this and the man was like well can you smile and his he did a little smirk and it was so funny because you could see in his eyes that he was cussing him out while he did this the smirk it. but it seems like every video um, especially around about his birthday about the time he passed you'll see these videos coming up, and he didn't want to do it. So go ahead with your story. No, that's what it is. You know, and uh, Mike, I think Michael Jackson um, is a fascinating story on how white supremacy can affect uh, individual uh, that statue in this society. Um, I got in a big debate with my elder last night on WL. I was uh, with Moon Man. He was like, "It's insulting to um, insinuate that Michael Jackson, uh, you know, was you know, because I said that only in America could a poor black boy." grow up to die a rich ass old white man mm-hmm. and he was offended by that because he was basically saying that I'm calling Michael Jackson a white man I don't, I'm not saying that he was you know denouncing his, his blackness in terms of like you know his ethics and who he was he, he always committed himself to that he did a lot for the black community gave a lot just like Prince didn't tell everybody didn't, advocate, didn't always um, um, you know announce that and I respect him for that but the fact matter is his in appearance he looked like a white man. In fact, he looked like a white woman in mm-hmm. some in certain instances. Cause when I saw him and uh, and uh, Elvis Presley's daughter in the video, they I looked, thought Mike was into some freak stuff. Yeah. I'm like, you got two naked white girls in this jump. Yeah. Oh, sucky, sucky. <laughs> Mike, Mike getting a menage and twine in this jump. You know, I was like, that's Michael. Yeah. You know, and you can sit here and talk about disease and lighten his skin. Okay, if that's the case, I if I gave you that. 
that disease did not shrivel up his nose, did not right. shrivel up his lips, did right. not change the contour of his face. And Quincy well, Jones said he did it to himself, and that's what I believe. It's always interesting, too, because everybody say that. Like, Tamar got light, and all of a sudden, she got the disease. It's like, any yeah, time that they Sammy, do it... Sammy Sosa got disease. Oh, Lil, my Lord. Lil Kim got disease. Lil you, know what, Kim, you, know, you know what the disease is? White supremacy. Yeah, that's the disease. Yeah, because a lot of them <laughs> will say, oh, well, I have this, and it's like, no. You got Africans bleaching that. their skin. <laughs> you got, you know, like, this, you know, come on. It's just that Mike exemplifies again the the all of the um the 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 the, the contrast, the arguments. I mean, is he black or white? Is he right or wrong? Is he male or female? It's like, you know, he's blurring mm-hmm. the lines. You yeah. Know saying, you know? And but at the same time, he was ours. Mm-hmm. He was ours. Now what made you add the other elements to the play, like I said, with um going into the backstory of Vanita's sister. I don't remember your name on the um in the play. Kistonda. Kistonda. Kistonda and Anaya. And Anaya. Yeah, and then, you know, I think one of the guys went away to the military or something like that. So yeah. what made you add those elements into the You gotta the have night? a conflict. Okay. In good writing, you have to have a conflict. So what is the conflict? And then you have to have a solution. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a conflict, you gotta have a solution. And Michael, you know, in this conflict, you have U.S.-Cuban relations is mm-hmm. the conflict. Mm-hmm. And... It was told in the terms of a boy me girl story, mm-hmm. and the only time they see eye to eye is when Michael Jackson music is playing. They both love Michael. Mm-hmm. They both had opposing views, and I also want to show how we can have different views and still come together. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't agree with half the things my mother say. Right. You know what I'm saying? My mother loves Condoleezza Rice. She thinks she's an intelligent black woman just doing her job. Okay? <laughs> That's my mom. You know, and the only thing we agree on is the recipe to sweet potato pies. Yes. Other than that, <laughs> you know, she gives money to Cleflo Dollar. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, mom, like, you, you, it's ridiculous. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, we beef. You right. Know what I'm saying? But that's my mother. Touch her and you'll see how much, <laughs> how much love is in the room. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, so we have to come together. You know, we need each other. And I think this play exemplifies how we need each other. And uh, I think that Michael. Uh, was a tormented soul. He was a mm-hmm. tormented genius, and uh, again, I think that he, he, you know, I think that we need to study his bones. Mm-hmm. Really, I, I said in the play, and but I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Like you know, we should look at his life. Like what happened to Michael. What made him tick? What made him do this? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that that's what people miss overall. That's why anytime that I'm doing any community work, the why is more important than where you are now, right? Because if I only deal with who you are in front of me, they're going to continue to do what it is that you're doing. But when you tackle the why, I can kind of break down like the person that you are now to get to the surface of why are you acting this way? Why are you well, doing this? And I think that goes back to what you said in regards to people judging people all the time. I gave you an art, an art um, answer to your question on why did I do this. Um, that was the, the art. Mm-hmm. But what made me do it as a revolutionary was that I was fed up with the way Michael Jackson was being portrayed and people mm-hmm. telling his story. You know what I'm saying? Um, Michael Jackson and Prince, two of our biggest artists mm-hmm. ever. Um, both of them battled the music industry. Both of them won. Both of them gone. Both of them under similar circumstances. And I felt that this story should not end there. 
When we talk about Michael, they got to bring up the kids. Right. When we talk about Prince, oh, it's the drugs. We, uh, we, we talk about Nipsey Hussle, oh, he was a gangbanger. Right. But when you talk about JFK, you don't talk about the fact that his father was a um, bootlegger and ran with gangsters or he had um, um, blatant mob affiliations. You know yeah. Saying? Nor you don't that he was that. sleeping around uh, on or, his wife. Yeah, or, <laughs> or, or hitting Marilyn Monroe in, right. the, in, the, in the joint. I heard him and, and Robert ran a train on it. So, I mean, there's a lot going right. on. You know what I'm saying? Right. You know what I'm saying? No disrespect to Norma Jean. You know what I'm saying? Or anybody that does a menage a trois. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's no shade on that. But I'm saying is that they never talk about in those indistractions. Like, she's straight up saying, you know, happy birthday, Mr. President, in a strip tease. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? In front of the world. Yeah. And nobody said nothing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and it was a documentary recently in regards to Elvis um, sleeping with 12-year-olds. Like, Ugh. you have, um, even in the videos, like, the girls were really, really young. And um, not Paul McCartney, but the other one. Like we're also sleeping with children. Woody so Harris it's married his married, married his stepdaughter. stepdaughter. Yep, married her. Yeah, and you don't hear him th- say that every time you know you, you hear Woody Harris' name mentioned. Nope. You know that nope. doesn't come out. You know, but they introduced Mike Tyson as you know, convicted rapist. Right. They introduced him like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So nah, we got to tell our own stories. So this was about us telling our own stories. You know, and Michael Jackson was brilliant. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and back to those kids, uh, folks, uh, folks on that Neverland Ranch stuff. I have to say this. I'm sorry, I got to keep repeating it because they don't know, you know, because they didn't make a big issue out of it. But HBO pulled the Neverland Ranch. Yeah. Oprah pulled the interview she did with those guys mm-hmm. because they was perjurers in the first place, and then they got caught telling the same lie. Uh, and they called it collusion. And if it had been president, it wouldn't have been collusion. But they're not president, so it's not collusion. But uh, they told the same line saying that XYZ happened at the Neverland Ranch in a place that didn't exist at the time they said it happened. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's why they pulled it. And know? Vanita, how did you get attached to the play and let everybody know your character again? Uh, my character name is Kistonda. She is uh, a young lady who is equally as passionate as Kimon. Um <laughs> In the play, um, <laughs> I think it also really I got involved with the play because um, I see Kimon as a bold person, not just a bold artist, but a bold person. And the writing and the layers of the writing. I'm someone who is about story. I'm also someone who uh, uh, can come across as very, uh, I guess, serious in a way, but I'm serious about uh, storytelling and expanding the industry, expanding the industry of the arts to all peoples everywhere who wish to get involved because there's a lot of lack of education when it comes to uh, the depth and the economic uh, possibilities with art. so let's see, last year was the first year we did the piece. I was in another piece uh, before this. It was called Record Store 24, and Kimon came to the play. This is also um, uh, where we're going to bring up Coeltha Clayton LaBeouf's name again because he wrote that uh, wonderful stage play. He also directed my first play. Yes. He also directed Kimon's first play. And so Kimon came to see this piece and I was in it and I, I played another uh, flavorful character. And I didn't even recognize you in that piece. <laughs> she, she was so in the character. I did not. Re- I watched the whole play and did not know that was her. But how how I, do you get into character or, or have you ever played a part where it actually fit homes, like fit who you were? Or do you have to build up for it. Because I know, like, the guys in um, Central Park 5, I hate calling them that, but... When they see us. Yeah, when they see us, they were stating that they had to do a lot of, like, deflection and coming back 
in order to get into themselves. So have you ever had a role like that before? Um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, I think for me and for the people I have had the pleasure of working with, I've seen a, the, a process of kind of, uh, you take a bit of yourself into it as well. And then you get to play. Mm -hmm. That's the wonderful thing. You just get to play. You get to say whatever you like. Kamon stays in that mode most of his <laughs> <laughs> most of his public life. <laughs> most of us are not that brave. Yeah, I'm not even that brave at times. Mm -hmm. But if if it calls for me to do so, I'll do my best to bring that forth. And uh, so I, I just allow myself to play. I call on other circumstances. I call a lot on music. I listen to a lot of music. I grew up, that's why I ask you about what you listen to, because I grew up um, learning how to operate a turntable at the age of three. Mm -hmm. My father was heavy into music. I lived in other parts of the world, and he had a massive record collection. Mm -hmm. From there, I inherited my record collection. I have about five turntables in my apartment now. Many of them have been given to me because... I like to take them other places and teach young people, but not just young people, but I mean young in the mind. Mm -hmm. People who are interested in uh, uh, telling these wonderful stories that come from specifically vinyl, preserving vinyl, mm -hmm. uh, cleaning vinyl, reading the liner notes, studying the session men, studying uh, what's going on out there uh, in what they call the industry of recording arts and sciences so that we can get more opportunity to to flourish as a people mm -hmm. and a lot of the things that Kimon uh, has demonstrated not only through his uh, his speeches and his uh, in his in his uh, I guess speeches yes his speeches <laughs> he demonstrates through his work in the community in his home in his private life not too private life but in his with his <laughs> family with his family and his and his loved ones that you know, he's about the culture. Mm -hmm. And the culture doesn't necessarily, to me, mean black culture. It just means the, a, a, a culture of depth. Mm -hmm. When he talked about, uh, you know, Howard Zinn's book and he talks about uh, other poets and, and uh, literary artists and icons and giants and traveling. I think he lives a very uh, full spectrum life and he assists other people in doing the same. So it's a pleasure to take part and to build with people of that of that mindset. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Not that, Five thank Packers you. and the DJs, Thursday, seven, uh, Tuesday, 7 p.m., June 25th at the Arc Theater. You can go tickets at eventbrite.com, eventbrite.com, Michael Jackson, eventbrite.com, Michael Jackson. Ticks may be at the door, but my auntie will bring her church congregation, and they will be selling out eventually. So I want to get you guys to um, give me some takeaways that you have from the play. Uh, maybe three takeaways that you think the community is going to learn, whether it's about Michael Jackson and or different. I think that they need to um, really recognize how Michael Jackson was a student of the of not just entertainment, but the music, the, the history of the music. Like when he sampled, stole. <laughs> Um, 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 uh, Cameroonian saxophonist um, song um, for uh, um, what is it? So Makosa. So Makosa. Um, mama say Mama So Masakusa. Mama, mama say Mama Sa Makusa. Mama say Mama Sa Makusa. It's an African chant, man. It's an African chant, and we we was all singing it. Like we was all like anytime that song plays, you will hear people do that. That that became a spiritual thing. 
you know, and Michael Jackson picked up on that and knew it. And he started every single concert with Wanna Be Started Something. That was the first song in any concert that he would ever do. That's how he kicked it off. And he said that he, that song gave him the energy. And when that, people did that chant, and when we start our um, production, the first Michael Jackson joint you hear is Wanna Be Started Something. Because I wanted to stay in, in tune with that vibration. Mm -hmm. That's the alignment mm -hmm. right there. And that's why we do it. And I think people will, um, and I also love the, the, the letter that we read from Tony Hasi Coates. How do you feel about that? Some people didn't like it, but yes. I, I thought it was dope. Shout out to Tony Hasi Coates. Uh, but the, he, he wrote a, a, a very beautiful letter to Michael Jackson, and I felt it was only right that we open it up with that letter reading. Hmm. What, do you, what do you like? Um, some of my, the highlights of the piece for me are, um, well, first let me open or close with... Um, a quote from Mr. Kenny Gamble. He says that music is defined as man understanding spiritual information clearly. That's in the liner notes of the OJ's album. Can't think of it right now. Oh, there's a message in the music. It also has wonderful Africanized people on the front of the album cover. It's a black album, beautiful. Um, and these people in this wonderful um, tribal or indigenous or cultural where. So I invite people to go and read and investigate more about our, our music history because Kimon has put it in this wonderful play that we're sharing the stage with four under four other wonderful actors and, a, and an amazing DJ. Um, I also encourage people to look into travel, get your passports and explore other parts of the world and um, connect with other people because there's a lot more in common, especially when we connect um, through music and dance. You know, you can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I think definitely. that was one of the, the highlights of uh, Mr. Michael Jackson's life and contribution. All right, before we close out the show, I'm going to um, get you all's upcoming projects. Of course, they need to be at the ARC on Tuesday. I'm sorry, I, was, I did not even press the live stream all this whole time so I gotta oh. say this real quick <laughs> the night Michael Jackson died five acts in the DJ third, uh, Tuesday June the 25th 7pm uh, tickets at eventbrite.com Michael Jackson eventbrite.com we're in the studio with uh, uh, Misunderstood yeah. we're in Fairfax uh, the illustrious Vanita Goodman starring on the show uh, shout out to our queen PR um, Black um, Fire and Ice and uh, take it away. I'm sorry. That's okay yeah we're gonna be right back to close out the show with upcoming projects and um Things people should know. So we'll be right back right after this. Don't you guys go anywhere. Another hit and blow the ashes off. 
Businessman, I don't waste time. But when you miss your man, we can FaceTime. Overseas trips, crossing different state lines. Trying to make a living is a straight grind. Blowing kisses in the smiley face emoji cons. She puts the whip, I'm shotgun, whatever road we on. Sharp dressing, rough around the edges. I break it down, she roll it up, we elevate together. We share a partnership, we making ends. Don't need to purchase gym to make amends. CEO, president, yeah, she made me him. Put in time, so much more than a lady friend. Right and wrong, poolside when the day begin. Smoke a ziggy, getting tipsy off a shots ahead. Paper planes going back and forth. Take another hit and blow the ashes off. Floating in the breeze in the palm trees. I got her like she got me. Like she got me. She my number one rider. Loyal to the insults of fire. What a time to be alive. Top down, top down. Have you been considered? Consider This is a small organization that offers services for education advocacy, community organizing, and media. For more information, visit our website at considerthis.org. Hey, Dad, I need your help asking Jessica to prom. Of course. Love is like the ocean. You have to tread the Oh, waters. Dad, that's not the kind of help I needed. Hey. Jessica, I, um, will you go to prom with me? Yes. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care can't wait to share their first with you. Face done up today. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we're getting ready to get out of here. We have Kamon and Vanita of the stage. Well, is this still considered a stage play or is it a playwright? This is still a stage play. Okay, stage, stage play. play. The Night Michael Jackson Died, which will be a part of the D.C. Black Theater Festival that will be going on all week at the Arc, located on Mississippi Avenue. And um, it's, all in, it's in locations around the city, actually, and it's uh, June 21st was the kickoff. It goes to July 7th. Oh, so it's not just there. It's not just at the oh, Arc. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought it was only at the Arc. So that's dope. So you City have wide. options. Yeah, definitely log on to the website. You can go on the ARC and um, check it out, too, and get the link for the actual event. But what else do you have coming on? I know you have the radio show. I'm with the station. We Act Radio, for those of you that do not know. The best social um, justice station in Washington. 
FTC. Yes, he is the co-founder of We Act Radio, amongst other um, entities that you are a put of. So what do you want to share what's coming well, up next? Well, we're going the night that Michael Jackson died, we'll be coming back uh, in August for Michael Jackson's birthday. We're going to be at Eaton Hotel downtown. Okay. Uh, shout out to Sheldon Scott that's making that happen for us. I uh, hope I'm not jumping out the bag. He said yes, so I said yes, so let's do it. Um, <laughs> But yeah, you know that's what we're doing. We're gonna keep pushing until you know somebody with some money come up to do a full production, so we can get a run like this. This project deserves. You know that's what we're doing. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Sami Yeni 24. I want him. That's the guy I want him. To, that's the guy I want to direct this piece. I want to see a full run. I want to be at the Mosaic Theater Company, and uh, hopefully that that will happen. And I want to keep touring the piece. Mm-hmm. You know, um, we got to tell our stories. That's what this is about. You know, until the lions have their own historians, the tales of the hunt will continue to glorify the hunter. We got to tell our own stories, y'all. Stop yeah. playing. And Vanita, what upcoming projects do you have as well? Uh, I'm currently working on a um, a film, a short film. Um, I'm going to be documenting my my process. I'm going to learn how to sail, and then I plan on sailing solo to the Caribbean. Okay. You're gonna sail solo to the I'm Caribbean? How many hours is or days? It should take about a month. Oh wow! And you want to go by yourself? Yes. That's dope. Wow. That's dope. That is completely dope. Yeah, she's brave. That's really brave. <laughs> Can you swim? I can. Okay, well. okay. I'm from the water. So. I'm from the water. Yeah. 70% water. Yeah. 70%. Wow. That's that's amazing. Yeah, so I've had the opportunity to do a lot of work that's centered around the water. I've traveled a lot. And, wow. Um, I also did for nine years... Um, way up to Koyaba Dance Theater and Dance Place where I started my artistic. She was a dancer. I was a dancer. I played a Mami Wata character amongst other characters for about nine years with Koyaba Dance Theater and Dance Africa, D.C. And then uh, I still teach dance from time to time. So I, my character, the Mami Wata character is from the Pantheon, the African mythology, but she's also in Eastern Asia. You can find her in Eastern uh, Europe, as they call it. Um, you can find her in South America as well, the Caribbean. A lot of this energy, this female, um, creative, uh, you know, just women. Yeah. What, what more can I say? The, they worship the water like that in Cuba. I can't think of the yeah. sister's name, the deity or whatever. Yeah, oh, okay. there's many deities, uh, but it could be linked to the Yemanya, uh, Yemanya. deity as well. So uh, I just thought, what better way to, uh, as Kamon was saying earlier, we opened up so appropriately and to ble- believe in myself. Right. To believe in the God in myself and to go out on a solo journey. And uh, hopefully you guys will hear from me again. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put a tracking device. You're on gonna you put it there. Yeah. In case you go through the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah. yeah. So then, uh, as I travel, then uh, I can invite you all down to the Caribbean wherever I land, and yeah. we can put up the production there. Yeah. We can broadcast. You know, we're trying there. to get with the Cuban government to uh, sponsor um, the, the night Michael Jackson died in, in Cuba. Oh, so that'd be amazing. Yeah, we want to do it yeah. at um, what's the name of the place? The, the Art de Fabrique. Uh, I don't know if I'm saying it correctly. Uh, it's a dope spot in, in Havana. Mm. Uh, can you imagine, like, you ever been to the House of Secrets? No, but I heard of it. Yeah, you heard of the House of Secrets? Yeah. It has, it's like a giant House of Secrets. Like, every floor is different. Every room is different. Yeah. You know, it was like everything from 8 to 80. And um, uh, I would love to, you know, so hopefully we get the opportunity. The Cuban government will bring us down uh, to perform the, uh, the night Michael Jackson died there. 
But um, yeah, so we we just gotta get this this next production out, and it's the tenth anniversary of Michael Jackson's passing. It's the tenth anniversary. Wow. Yes, June twenty fifth, uh, two thousand nine to June twenty fifth, uh, twenty nineteen, and we're bringing it in. And uh, hopefully, and folks, also, um, if you want to hang out with us uh, and meet the, and, uh, I don't know if, Bunny, you don't know if you are free or not, but uh, we're doing a toast 10 o'clock after rehearsal uh, at Ben 1301. So if you want to come down, Ben 1301, Monday, tomorrow night, 10 o'clock, and toast with us. Uh, we at Radio got 10,000 followers, and this is our last rehearsal. We're going to our next production. I just want to have some good energy. You know how people party after the festival? Mm-hmm. I, I, like to, I like to get it in, you know, <laughs> going into it. Yeah, get, <laughs> Yeah, because, yeah. you know, we need that energy. Yeah. You know, we need that energy, and we want folks to be up, up. you know. And I like to hear the stories. I want to hear people's stories. So tell me your Michael Jackson story. I met so many people that knew Michael Jackson. You know, I knew this. I met this white lady. She met Michael Jackson when she was a child. She was nine years old. Wow. And she's and it was a production. And Michael wanted, uh, came backstage wanted to meet all the kids, right? And so he wanted to meet all the kids, but he wanted to meet them individually, mm-hmm. okay? And then um, they would you know, go into a room and close the door. All right now, the parent, all of these kids' parents are there. It's right. like we're talking about like 15, 20 kids in this production. All of their parents are there, and all of their parents allow their children to go into this room with Michael Jackson and close the door one by one. Right. Okay. But she said nothing weird was happening. He was just like, you know, want to talk to him one on one. It's like, is this something you really want to do, or is this just a project for you? Because if it's something you really want to do, you got to give your heart to it. And mm-hmm. he was like giving her this pep talk and stuff, and he gave them to, to each child. You know, this one on one thing. You know, and she said, yeah, looking back into that, as an adult, that was weird. But as a child, it was beautiful. Right. And she said that no one ever talked to her like that. You know, and uh, I, I think that's the Michael Jackson I, I, I care to believe. That's the, the Peter Pan. Right. That's the one I care to believe. And I think he was just so um, invested in children because he lost his childhood. He I lost his childhood. A lot of yes. the times. Um, Joe Jackson took it from him. And I can't, it's hard for me to hate on Joe Jackson. Joe Pimp Jackson. <laughs> Because uh, if it, if he didn't beat them kids for missing the dance step, then you might want you know would they become he the great artists that he was, mm-hmm. you know? But he just obviously he did too much and he went yeah. overboard and it was abusive and um, yeah, yeah. Because I just think a lot of the times, um, especially when you start self reflecting and looking at self, you can see some of your backlash from being a child that you're doing at a certain time but i don't necessarily think he was messing with those kids so we're about to get out of here tell them where to go again on tuesday hey i want to give a quick shout out to damon marley um he's coming to dc for the anthem uh oh yeah july 13th damon marley the anthem july 13th he's the one that's doing the work i was going to shout him out and um you know when we were where were you tonight michael jackson died june 25th 7 p.m at the art theater and for those who are bougetto and uh, don't want to go east of the river um Levine School of Music is there. Washington Ballet is there. I.E. White people are there. Free parking there. So why you don't want to come over there? All right. So um, the Arc Theater, 7 p.m. Tuesday. And uh, you can get tickets at Eventbrite uh, Michael Jackson. Eventbrite Michael Jackson. And it will be available at the door until my grandmother's uh, congregation sells it out. Yes. And he's not lying because I live on Good Hope Road and I have white neighbors. <laughs> so it yeah. is what it is at this I point. I need to stop playing, man. <laughs> I need to stop playing, man. All right. Go, go ahead. Funny, uh, we're going to do shout-outs, you know. We want to do shout-outs. Oh, okay. I would like to um, give a shout-out to Aminata Moseka and Max Roach and Koeltha Clayton LaBeouf and uh, my family and uh, Virginia. They're in Southern Virginia, so maybe they can hear this. Uh, the two people who created me out of love and of war, Krista and Bobby Goodman. 
Well, my parents, uh, I was I was procreated in the backseat of a 1968 Pontiac GTO <laughs> in the park, parking lot of Children's Hospital when it was on T Street. Uh, so I want to thank my, my parents for um, getting it in. Yeah, and um, I'm pretty much sure my mom might have been a side chick. Yeah, my mom was a side chick. My father was married at the time. Yeah. But I want to give a shout out to Lily Ann Lewis Richardson, who took uh, my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, who took me to the top of Washington Monument um, when it, before it had an elevator with stairs. And she walked up them stairs and she told me at the height, highest point in the city, to look out that window and and tell me that you can do anything and she made me say it mm-hmm. you know I could do anything I can do anything you know and that is the, probably one of the most transformative moments of my life I'm almost about to cry by just, just saying it because I was uh, I think I was like 12 years old mm-hmm. and I wanted to do the same thing to, for my son you know mm-hmm. you know you can do the, you can do anything you know and instead of um, the other stuff right you know yeah that's definitely important we're getting ready to get out of here, guys. Um, come on, has a baseball game you got to get to, so we're gonna cut it short. As usual, I am your girl. I'm taking my kid. I'm taking my kid. Yeah, it's follow. good. You make it sound to. like you make it sound like I'm a Nets fan. No, or something. you gotta go. It's no no judgment. Go yeah. go to the baseball game. <laughs> um, make sure you follow me at Consider This. Um, we have the Peace Jam coming up and much more other. Um, I want to hear more free- about the Peace Jam. Let me know. I want in. Okay, and many more uh, free community events this year, so you got to go. As usual, I am your girl, Misunderstood, and I'd rather be misunderstood than basic. See you guys next Sunday.